Welcome to EIB, a podcast where we'll talk faith, fitness, and everything in between. Now, we're an organization you've probably never heard of, but we're believing for big things in the New England area and want to invite you in for the journey. I'm your host, Mike. Let's dive into some discussion. All right, guys. Hey, check it out. Welcome back to another episode of Everything in Between, a podcast where we'll talk faith, fitness, and all things considering. Um, today, I have a special guest here, my man, a uh, good friend, mentor, and a peer in the industry, uh, Matt Manns. Matt, say what's up to the people. Um, give us a little bit of a background. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you're up to these days, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This is, this is exciting. I, am, I grew up in Long Island, New York, and typical athletic background, sports, and all that jazz, um, and got into heavily, was, was, was getting into strength and conditioning and exercise science, like geeking out geeking out as a young kid, because that's, that's what, what we were doing. You know, we we're training, you know, I got bit by the bug quite early around yeah. 15, 16, uh, you know, and, and, and like junior, like I'd say like 10th grade, junior high school really, really started to put in time into the, into the weight room and into the gym in between whatever sports I was playing. Um, you know, that, that infested, I guess, type of feeling grew into something that I wanted to use this as a, as a career, you know, it was something I was so passionate about. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, was looking at to looking into, all right, you know, different professions in college. Most of the people were either going into physical education and gym teaching or whatnot. Um, but I chose to do a program called uh, kinesiology, fitness development yeah. and strength and conditioning. And through that process, I was able to land a, a nice internship my last semester there in, in uh, SUNY Cortland, upstate New York. Uh, so I was interning at Syracuse University weaseled my way in there uh, <laughs> and, and eventually just kind of kept hanging on and was able to be put on as a full-time coach there and eventually just kept hanging on, hanging on and, and getting given more responsibility, which was a good thing. I uh, was able to spend almost eight years there as the uh, assistant strength coach for Syracuse football and the head strength conditioning coach for Syracuse lacrosse and women's lacrosse. Um, it was awesome. And I loved every second of that. And it was cool because I got in there pretty young yeah. and when I was getting closer to my, you know, hitting my thirties, I was like, all right, this, this is, you know, it's awesome. I see, you know, some gaps and some voids in myself and even in the profession as a whole that I wanted to fill, you know, I wanted to fill yeah. with more expertise, more skill, more trades, if you will. Um, and I was either going to go into physical therapy or massage therapy to get a little bit more um, well-rounded experience in, in this field. I was able to decide on massage therapy. So I took a, a big leap of faith. I took a, a big jump uh, out of the college sector and went into the private sector. And that allowed me to free up some time and, and do a full-time massage therapy program, banged it out in about two years. Um, and then through that process, I, I linked up with uh, Brian Costello and, and the team here at 023, what we, um, what we have now. Yeah. Um, you know, so I guess I would say like a three-headed monster that, that I am would be, you know, heavily uh, interested in strength and conditioning and fitness, um, learning more about body work, massage therapy, yeah. and then tying that together with, with holistic health coaching. That's, that's incredible. And I want to touch back on that and then 023 in a moment. But the first time uh, you and I met, we, we had just sat down and had a conversation, kind of setting expectations and uh, getting to know one another before we went into this program here together. And I remember you're telling your story and I'm kind of laughing in the background and I'm like, man, his story is so dang similar to mine. 
Yeah. And like, as you're, as you're talking about like your history and your experience, like, man, I see you cause I've been there, I lived it and I'm still, I'm still in it. And I thought that was so unique because um, the, um, the amount of times that I actually have that kind of congruency or even like similar path or journey within, within whether it was like high school athletics, college athletics, football, strength and conditioning, um, and those like similar kind of like navigations of the typical or prototypical athlete. I was like, man, like I know this story. I wrote one of them too, you know. <laughs> I thought that I thought that was so cool when uh, when we first had connected. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I'm gonna get along with this dude because like he gets it. Yes. That was uh, that was cool. I wanna I wanna touch more on um, that kind of like holistic piece and the the O two three journey for you and such. So, yeah. If you want to speak to that for a moment, kind of like what pushed you and led you that direction, as well as like what that looks like for you in the moment. Hell yeah! And you know. Uh, piecing off what you just said is that I was kind of searching for coaches and athletes that were looking and, and seeing the professions as I was. Yeah. And, I, and that saw, um, you know, either, either where they've, they've been, where they're headed and then what's in between that, like, where can we do this better? Um, are we really uncovering all there is about strength and conditioning or fitness? Right. Like it's such right. a new profession, right? It's, it's less than, you could say 40 years old, you know, so we're still learning about really the most optimal ways to train people and, and create a culture and even work with the body and human beings in general. Um, you know, so very, being very open-minded in that way, sometimes you're on the fringes a little bit. You're really um, on your own. You're, you're really searching for people that you can connect to like, like you and I did that, right. that have been through some similar things or see things as, as they are and practice things as they practice um, because they ultimately feel that this is the proper way, right? Uh, you know, so I was kind of searching for that. I was searching, searching for coaches that, uh, that I could connect to, that I could really vibe with, that I could have conversations such as that. And then I could really um, pioneer something that isn't really there yet. And that's what led me to 023. So Brian Costello and I, we actually have a mutual friend, um, a, a guy named Russ Tavares, who's a, a big time uh, DPT and, and strength couch out, out here on the island works with a lot of pro baseball guys I was working with. Uh, we uh, also connected on this level and we were talking about just deeper things, right? Just deeper connections, uh, the levels at which you can go in this, in this world. Um, you know, and it, and it obviously it goes deeper than the physical body and you start getting into like the mental and emotional domain domains and even like your belief in, in something bigger than, than what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, belief in, in even your legacy and a higher power. And, you know, those conversations were quite rare to have in like a, in a weight room setting, right. but with, with these coaches, it's almost like every single time you, you kind of start talking about, you talk shop, you end up there. Yeah. Um, and when I, the, the more coaches that I would end up there with, those are the coaches that I want to surround myself with and connect with and build around. Um, you know, so when I met Brian and he was talking about, you know, what he was working on and what, again, similar, what he saw in the industry that as a void. Uh, as a gap to fill, um, I was like, hell yeah, dude, this is something because I see the exact same thing you're seeing. Yeah. I really want to speak a very similar message that you're speaking. Um, and that led to, you know, that, you know, little tiny seed that was planted that's beginning to flourish to what it is now. Yeah, I love that. And that, that was like, that was the most attractive piece for me um, when we were searching for mentorship and such. Um, 023 embodies everything that is... Um, the like the intangibles of everything in between and everything in between being those like those other pieces of mental emotional spiritual like 
I had never really seen too many other fitness entities or um, like organizations or partnerships that embodied that same mindset or mentality. And then when we got to hear a little bit more like the backstory of O23, it's like, yeah, the outside of the gym, the other 23 hours, that's a part of it. But it's also like the intangibles that occur in that given space and time. It's like, hey, our nutrition. And I love the way you speak about this, like intentional eating and and creating like the space and like the mm. almost like sacredness of consumption. It's not so mm. much like what you're eating, but it's like how you're eating and such. And then it's like the the existential spiritual piece to it as mm. well as like the mental clarity and mental performance. And I'm like, man, y'all are speaking our language. Like I need, I need to connect and I need to know you guys at a deeper level because like, this is going to help us level up as well. Just having mutual relationships as well as like these mutual um, understandings or even yes. convictions in regards to the industry. So that was like, I think that was the most attractive thing for me when, um, when we had all first connected, I was like, man, these guys are speaking the language that I've, in this narrative I've been speaking for the last five years, but I thought I was the only one. Yes. Um, that's it. I'm like, this is so cool. So I appreciate yep. that so much. And no, I appreciate that. And and we really see, you know, what we do with O23 as like a gap filler. Yes. You know, it's where where the profession is not looking, you know, with the other 23. It's a yeah. ca- kind of a catchy theme, right? Catchy name. But in reality, it's a way to look at what's not being looked at, right? To yeah. see what most people wouldn't see. You know, to, so I, I, I describe O23 in, in two sentences. It's a way of seeing first and it's a way of being second, right? Wow. So if I can show you how to see something in yourself and see something in the profession that maybe you haven't seen before yeah. and then be that, like use it to perceive and then apply in your life and walk the walk. Now you're looking at entering, you know, the, the, the deeper, say, um, avenues that can get you to, to what you really desire. Um, and that language that you were talking about, yeah. like speaking a certain language that finally people, you can connect on these levels and, you know, mutual minds coming together, you know, and you're creating this ripple effect in the profession. You're creating like a sh- seismic shift. Uh, and I always come to the term, it's like, I'm, we're trying to put a dent in this a little bit. We're trying to like yeah. really make a mark and, and allow people to see something, uh, hopefully that is going to advance the profession forward. And that's yeah. really fires us up. I love that. Um, Pastor Chris Hodges, he's the lead pastor of Church of the Highlands down in Alabama. And he speaks his narrative of see, say, and start. And he's, mm. it's similar to that, like the see and then be. But mm. it's like, hey, if you see something, whether it's a hole or a gap or if it's potential, you speak it into existence, call it into what it is. And then you give a next step. You, like, you give a starting platformer, et cetera, whatever that might look like for an individual. Maybe it's for yourself with like some introspective work as well. Mm. But seeing, saying, and then starting is... I see that so like congruent or aligned with the seeing and then the being of yourself, the highest version of yourself or seeing and helping somebody else be or become. I think that's so cool. And that's one of my favorite narratives that Chris Hodges speaks. And that's something that I've adopted and created in my own lifeline. And just again, like what I love about these podcasts is every time I sit down with somebody, I learn more about them. Like, man, I didn't know that. Mm. Um, so I love that. Like, again, that just kind of aligns with that congruency I was talking about earlier. So that's super cool. Hell yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting work because at the same time, it's like pushing me to be the highest version that I can be. Yeah. And it, it I'm like, if that's pushing me in that direction, I'm like, hell yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I've been doing since I was bit by the bug in, you know, in the weight room. It's like, yeah. that was like the first 
you could call it like a gateway drug to physical improvement right. and then mental improvement and then emotional regulation and, you know, um, you know, self-actualization, whatever you want to call it. You have to be a leader that's leading yourself in a direction. And if you're leading and speaking uh, and, and, and allowing people to gravitate a lot to, to where you're headed, if people see where you're headed and they say, oh, I like where he's headed or yeah. she's headed or they're headed or yeah. where wherever everybody's headed, uh, walking in a direction, I think that is most valuable. Uh, then you have the dent there. Then you have the shift, right? Then you have the contagious right. agent that uh, allows things to flourish into something better. Yeah, no, I believe that the significance comes with the impact that we make. And that's just in our daily walk. It's how we lead ourselves, our conduct, our conversations, et cetera. And people are going to start seeing that. And then like, we'll, we'll see the evidence of like our convictions in mm. the relationships we have, the conversations we have, and we'll see, we'll see that dent being made. And the more that this kind of narrative or conversation is had in the industry, I think the more it's going to kind of exponentially move throughout and we'll see that kind of transformation or that um, almost like transition or train, even like transcendence, like the transcendence yes. of the industry as it's ever evolving and different or new or frequent studies are coming out telling us um, more information or confirming additional information that has either been perceived or studied or, whatever else it might be. Um, and it's just, it's this cool kind of like silical motion of evolution. And mm. uh, we're seeing, I think it's cool because we're almost like seeing the, the human performance um, return back to a state of, of like paleocentric mm -hmm. essence, if you will. Um, we kind of got away from that and technology and certain things have like, have promoted almost dishealth. Yes. And I mean, how, how does, how does O2-3 say, you guys say like leading the industry back to health or? Yes, that's right. it. You know, that's our mission, leading the fitness industry back to health because at I one point that. it was there. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of now steering away from a little bit and yeah. we're trying to grab that steering wheel and turn it right back in the right direction. That's get, getting you back to this state of health. And this is yeah. the, the, the same exact gap that I saw in industry that led me to, to jump into massage school and, and understand holistic health was seeing the human performance industry looking at human performance in a slightly uh, unclear way where it's like, okay, we can tax the shit out of the system, but are we doing the other things necessary to get that system to restore itself and regenerate? Yeah. So it's back to neutral then it can continue, can, can continue to adapt in a, in an exponential way. Yes. And, you know, technology is almost in a way, it's like competing directly with that, right? right? It's competing with this. So these are the things and these are the gaps that we saw that were, um, again, leading industry slightly askew. And we're trying to shim that back in the right yeah. direction that exists in health and harmony and ultimately like this flourishing life potential that lives in harmony and balance and, you know, your paleocentric and ancestral ways that human performance can exist in and actually would exist better in right. than it is right now. Yeah. And I love how, yes, there's like, there's a piece to technology that's almost like driving us away from that. But it's also, I believe that technology is giving us the ability to communicate it in a widespread to the masses type of situation here. So mm. um, I'm reminded and just like as, as you're speaking and you're saying and speaking some narratives that are very reminiscent of Kelly Starrett. Mm -hmm. um, authored the supple leopard and mm -hmm. he speaks to the um like the paleocentric or like the natural way of living and like the the grounding and the flooring and how other 
other countries or um, even not even just other countries, other areas of our country as well, but they do so much more just from the ground yes. where they're sitting on the ground. They're getting up. Like we see the elderly just healthier. Um, they're less obesity in other areas of the world in the country. Um, less um, like we're seeing less impact from the, um, I guess, how would you say it? Like the, Americanized way of living, if you will, mm, uh-huh. um, because there's just more of a natural experience and um, mm. talking like less shoes on feet, yes, barefoot grounding, more sun exposure, yes, talking about like mitochondria and the ions that are going to be experienced. Like, I know this is like your wheelhouse and your conversation yeah. matter, yeah, um, and all that stuff is like it's super cool because we get to see the the way that our bodies interact so well with the natural habitats of the the world that we live in rather than some of the technologies or even just different advancements that we've made to we what we believe to like better or increase our performance but actually it's like reverting back to that paleocentric lifestyle that's going to help us optimize the human experience and yes um, i love that i love that that is something that you guys have seen and spoken to and the gaps that you've filled and um if i could make a shameless plug here for a moment too uh, guys, Matt just came out with uh, his very own podcast recently as well, and it speaks to a lot of those similar matters. And if you want to touch on that, and we'll plug yeah. that. And Hell yeah. There's hearing a little bit about that as well for you. Yeah, I, I see it as like a pendulum, right? Yes. And the, the pendulum is swinging in this way where it's, you know, it's almost like, like technology is like this giant magnet, and it's like sucking us into a certain direction. And it's yeah. almost pulling us in a way, and it's, it leads to advancement in every single way but it's almost like we don't really have a good grip on how to really apply it optimally for us in our human physiology our human dna and you know your environment dictates your behavior right so we're we're in this environment that's so new to us you know we were surrounded with with emf living indoors um, disconnected from nature and all these things and we're kind of like you know living in this way that's not as natural as it could be and our bodies are like screaming at us through chronic issues and chronic disease and stiff muscles and poor movement patterns and irregular digestion and all bad sleep, poor posture, all these things, poor breathing. And it's like, okay, let's, if we put ourselves back in the environment that we evolved in, if we just connected more to the environments that we evolved in, and even so micro dose in certain ways. I'm not saying you got to go live in a tent uh, and, and, you know, not wear shoes and, and yeah. not, you get rid of all, of all your furniture, even though that's something that I do plan on myself doing. <laughs> but it's like you can micro dose this into your way and just, um, again, plug yourself back into these certain environments that realign your human physiology. Yeah. And then all these internal mechanisms and all these internal behaviors start to come online. Uh, they start to express themselves in their natural way. And then the pendulum, like we talked about, starts to swing back in the other direction towards harmony, towards balance, um, and towards optimal human performance, kind of where we started. Yeah. Um, and so my podcast, From Sun to Soul, highlights that exact um, path. It's that exact direction where, hey, I'm still spearheaded towards human performance. I've yeah. always been. But it's doing so in a way that does reconnect to optimal health. It does illuminate... Uh, more of a more harmonious lifestyle and it's re- the, the ultimate reconnection to our our ancestral ways of connecting with with mother nature you know feet on the ground like you said skin out skin out in the game um, exposed to the photon energy of the sun and then li- again living how we're su- we're designed to live yeah um, and it's it's not this 
you know, rip your clothes off and run out into nature buck naked. It's like, you can do this in a way that you're still viewed as a normal human being. Um, you're just valuing your health and you're seeing your health through the lens that health will only exist with this connection to mother nature and it will never exist with a disconnection from it. Right. Right. And what I, what I love and take from that so much is that these, these like different additives or initiatives and such, how those are going to translate well back into the fitness world, back into the gym setting, back into the CrossFit box or whatever it might be. And it's going to help us to not just like train in order to develop and um, progress accordingly, but it's going to help us to live a fuller, healthier lifestyle where I believe that our training in the gym should support our lifestyle, not the other way around. It shouldn't be Mm. so like, centric or focused around like today's workout of the day but it's like hey i'm gonna spend 30 to 45 to an hour worth of time in the gym so that i can hike that mountain this weekend because i want to have adequate stamina and endurance i want to have lung capacity i want to have the ability to climb so i have strength muscular endurance etc these things are all prerequisites in order to go through a let's call it a five mile hike and at elevation and such but if we don't have the muscular endurance in our quads, they're going to burn out. It's going to be really challenging. Or if our lung capacity is not strong enough, we're going to get winded easily. So these things should all support our initiatives and our desires and things that we're passionate about doing, whether that's like spending time with family. If we have kids and we want to like run around outside, throw the ball around with our son, or maybe, I don't know how fit you need to be to drink a cup of tea with your daughter, but um, all these things should be really supporting the, um, the passions and desires in our heart for life yes. um, and not just being like locked in the four walls of a gym at all times. So it's, it's almost like this, like this mutual relationship where those additives and the exposure, the sun, the grounding, the like returning to optimal performance will help us to perform optimally yes. in the gym and then vice versa. The gym will help us to perform optimally in nature and in life. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful relationship. Beautiful. You said it perf- absolutely perfect. It's again, it's, it's the complementary approach. It's the yes. pendulum that swings in both directions. It's the yin and the yang that come yes. together to make the whole. It's everything that the lens at which I see things is through this complementary approach. It's this right. dynamic equilibrium. It's this rhythm. It's this wave that has strength in both directions yeah. and that ne- is necessary in both directions. And that's where, you know, the, the yin component is such a powerful uh to highlight because most you know of your males like they don't they shy away from that they don't see the value in it but until they get hurt they injured burned out overworked whatever and then it's like there's a way that your body performs optimally and it does so with with regeneration with restoration with rest with with yin behavior um and and then when you go back there and you let your body do its thing because it will and then you go back into the gym or you go back to your playing with your kids you go back to that hike you go back to that whatever that max output thing is your body will freaking skyrocket into something you've never done before because you you've gave you let the pendulum swing back in the other direction you've gave it the the void and the gap that it was missing you filled the gaps you gave it the complementary approach you 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 uh gave it gave it the equanimity the environment that equanimity exists in which is this balance and effect yeah oh that's so good um i'll tell you one of my favorite things one of my favorite things about fitness is the way that i see it translate into life as a whole life experiences etc 
Um, I would love for you to share what your greatest takeaway or favorite thing, favorite way in which you've seen fitness translate into life or vice versa, how you've seen life translate into fitness. I'd love to pick your brain on that matter. That's a deep one. I'm, I'm glad you asked because, you know, there's so many things in my life that were a result of what I did in the gym or training yeah. for sport. Yeah. And it's difficult because it's like, what was it? Was it the chicken or the egg? Mm -hmm. Was it something that you're, you're kind of born with this, this like burning desire to, for improvement and that you just outwork every single person you've ever been around? Or did you work? Was that a skill that you sharpened? Sure. I don't have the answer, but I just know that when it's time to prepare for something and I'm fully invested in the outcome, something takes over my body, almost like I'm possessed. Yeah. And I prepare the F in, uh, to, uh, with hard work. And, you know, that was through sport and athletics, through strength and conditioning to now careers. It's like, there's, there's this window of opportunity. One of my best coaches I've ever had in my life, you know, he's, he's, you know, sitting a set in, in college and he's like, you guys know where the, the biggest room in the world is. And we're all sitting there like, no, right China, uh, whatever. I don't know, big, big temple. So he goes, no, the room for improvement. That's Ooh, the biggest, the wow. biggest, the biggest room in the world is room for improvement. Come on. And to never be satisfied necessarily with, with where you are, because you can always be better at something. Yes. There's always something that you can sharpen. There's always something you can focus on. And that's this, this seed that's been planted in me ever since. And it's flourishing into taking that so serious that it's, if it's physical performance, great. Let's, let's sharpen this, the hell out of that. Let's, let's work. Let's, let's put, you know, sweat and, and all that good hard work and elbow grease into that. And if it's other parts of your life, look, well, let's go, let's attack it with the same intensity and tenacity and ferocity and even say game plan with, with the same uh, objective in mind for improvement. Um, you know, so there's this, there's this kind of this thing inside me that is, it, it's, it's infectious, it's contagious. Um, and I, and I sometimes let it out, but it's, it's pulling me along this journey for self-improvement, not only physically, um, but now when you get into like the, the ultra in between, like you, like what you talk about faith, fitness and everything in between the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the connection, the family, um, you know, the, your, your future, all these things, your legacy, it's the same tenacity. It's the same intensity. It's the same yeah. focus for improvement in all these regards, um, that started with the gym. It started yeah. with fitness fitness yeah. it started with athletics because that was like the first gateway drug the first trap door into improvement you know i want to prepare my body for game on saturday well guess what you know sun the sunday before the monday the tuesday the wednesday everything was like this compounding effect right and then 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 you're putting yourself in a better position year by year that you take that with you for life it's not like that is yeah, unappliable. It's not like it's it's not going to help you in, in other regards. So that's definitely been yeah. helpful for me. Oh, that's incredible. You talked about the, that self improvement factor, and I believe the the beginning of improvement starts with evaluation. But I believe that our best manner of evaluation would be failed experiences. So we fail, we have an experience, we evaluate that experience, and we learn, and then we improve. Mm. And that is, in essence, like that is my favorite aspect to. Um, what we see in the gym on a given day, we base our fitness as a, as a whole, but it's, it's the life application to overcoming adversity. Yes. It's recognizing the, the adversity that you face, maybe in a fitness setting, maybe you're in AMRAP or a workout for time and you're fatigued, mentally exhausted, we're physically tiring and fatiguing. And we have this like this check where it's like, okay, 
I can persevere through this moment. And then like we kind of train and teach our body to recognize that in life we can do the same. Uh, now we have a little bit of additional resilience that we might not have had prior because we're like, hey, I've pushed through adversity. I've pushed through pain and fatigue, uh, and tire and discomfort, et cetera. I know I can do that here in the natural as well as I did it in the gym this afternoon, this morning, yesterday, last week, whatever that looks like. So it's that like that personal and physical improvement that we see that comes from the application of like evaluated, either evaluated failure, evaluated trial, et cetera but the life application of overcoming adversity. And I feel like you just spoke that same narrative, just either in a, a different way and in such a, like a unique to Matt type of manner. So that was, that was beautiful. Again, congruent with my, my convictions and my beliefs. And I love that very much. I appreciate you sharing that because uh, it just reinforces oh, yeah. and just affirms and confirms the things that I already believe too. And I've yeah. spoken to this audience here as well. Hell yeah. I see it as this, right? It's like, you have this trail in the woods that's never been walked before. Mm. There's barely any trail, right? But you and and you talk about life application and resiliency. That first time you walk through that trail, you're you're pulling brush out, you're getting scratched. Yeah. All these there's no you're you're making the trail. And then the second time you you see it, it's like oh, it's a little bit clear. I went this way, and you're not getting as beat up anymore. You're not getting scratched, and all you don't have to clear as much brush. And you do that ten times, fifty times, a hundred times you just created a new pathway for yourself. Come on. You, you, right? So now you have this resiliency skill set that you've built, that you've connected, like almost like an own neurological pathway that you just connected in your brain that when adversity comes in your life, if it's in the MRAP or if it's out in you know the real world, that connection is still made and still right. going to be useful in all different regards. Right. And again, there's less clearing needed. You just walk the path. You're speaking the same language. You're doing so in a different dialect, right? So these connections that your body learns, this skill set that your body learns in the gym that starts in the gym can radically be applied and should be applied in every other regard in your life because that's what life's going to – it's going to press you. It's going to test you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge you. It's going to put you in the positions that force you to level up into your highest self. When I started understanding that – I saw adversity and I saw obstacles as raw material for my own improvement. It was like, oh, this is something I, 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 I'm not enjoying right now. This sucks. I'm going to sit with this. But what is it showing me? What neurologic, new neurological connection do I have to make now? What path do I have to make now? What brush do I have to clear? What connection can I make now that can I, then I can walk again, maybe second time, third time, 10, 50, 100, and then you just leveled up. You have a new skill set. And this constant um, journey, this, this constant self-evaluation, but this constant application of that resiliency in every regard, you know, that's, that's the slow trend in your life, right? There's this, I see it as this, it's like, you know, this, this, this wave, right? You, you have an improvement and then you have a decline, but if you're trending, if you zoom out and you look at that trend and it's trending up, you're in the, you're on the right direction. Come on, bro. That's so good. And I love, I want to camp on this for a moment too, um, speaking of the highest self. And that is the intention with everything in between is to lead, unite, and inspire individuals to become the best version of themselves. And um, when, when I first connected with you guys at 023, you guys kept talking about the highest self. And I'm like, my goodness, like here again is just more congruency. Um, that's the application to becoming a better version of ourselves. So just speaking the same narrative, different dialect. I love that. Um, I would, I would ask you this. I, I want to know, I'm going to write notes down as you're saying, I've been doing it all dang morning here, but, um, what is some advice you might give to somebody 
um, let's say either just starting out in their fitness journey or somebody that's aspiring to become their highest self, what is, the, what is one piece of advice you might give to somebody that is aspiring to become the highest version of themselves? Yeah, I'm going to take a different take on this, but sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect the dot. Yeah. I would, I would say it starts with your breath, 100%. It starts with how you breathe because at every moment, it, that's going to illuminate how you perceive the obstacle in front of you, right? So if you're you know, walking into a, a tough-ass workout and you see something like, oh, this is going to be fucking hard, and there's this big like oh, sigh, and you're like, oh, here, I got to go. But, <laughs> but, but you approach that and you take a deep inhale through your nose and say, I got this, and you have a long exhale through your mouth. You're just shifting your body into a parasympathetic state that's wow. actually more ready to prepare for whatever that is in front of you. And that stressor is the identical all throughout your life. It's just a different manifestation of sure. a stressor. So how you handle a single stress is how you handle the all stressors. So if you can learn how to tune into your breath and let that be this, this path that we spoke about that you walk, that when in regards of any challenge that's in front of you, you can breathe through your nose, you have a long exhale through your mouth, and you can have an assurance that, oh, I got this, I'm good. Then you now have just more control, you have more capability, you have more ability, whatever you have in the tank, you'll be able to, 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 to you know, spew into that, into that task. And then it's like, you know, obstacles don't seem as overwhelming as they once were. Right. Now right. you have this sense of control. You have this neurological uh, reset, if you will, into a more higher performing state that is oriented in direction towards your highest self. So if you're, you know, approaching obstacles and you don't have your breath dialed in and if you don't have some normal physiological functions dialed in, it's like you're turning left and your highest self is way over there to the right. Mm. But if you can start, and this is, I, I say it is like this, right? You see Everest out there, way out there. And you look at Everest and you either say, oh shit, there's no way I can make it up there. Or you take this big inhale into your nose, you long exhale out of your mouth and say, I got that. And you start walking towards it. That's, that's your life. There's every other obstacle manifesting in front of you. And it's how you perceive that and how you react to that through your breath. That's going to dictate your performance. Right. And then you get up to Everest and then it's like, you know, you get to the summit and you see that you still have so much more to go and you continue, you continue to breathe through your nose and long exhale out of your mouth and you say, I got this. And then you keep moving forward in the right direction. And your highest self is up there on the peak of Everest. Will you ever get there? That's not a question that I don't believe anybody has the answer to, but at least you're oriented in the direction and you're trending toward that, which is a, an exponentially better direction to be headed in if you weren't at least walking in the direction or uh, uh, reaching that summit of Everest in the first place. Man, the life application of overcoming adversity. That's so good, Matt. And uh, it's postural. It really is. It, it's, it's body language, it's perception, and it's, uh, it's conviction. So mm. that was... Uh, that was an unbelievable answer. Probably one of the most unique and um, introspective responses I've ever heard to that question. And my goodness, did that just kind of change my belief structure, my narrative to an extent as well. So um, super appreciative for that. I'm sure the audience is going to eat that one up as well. I'm going to start quoting it left and right myself here. But, yeah, man. Appreciate um, it, dude. That's, real, that that real one took stuff. me 15 years to come up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so and hey, well, if the answer might be different in another year. Who knows? Yeah. But for now, that works for me. Every ever evolving. That's it, baby. That's so good. Well, hey, look, um, want to respect your time, so let's close here. I just wanted to ask this final piece, Matt, and uh, I think it's the most important piece to it all. Um, but what is your why? What is it that lights a fire inside you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What is that one thing 
that um, epitomizes Matt Manns. That's awesome. And I've been asked this before on a podcast and it, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it exactly what I did the first time. It's, it's, it's a legacy. My, oh, my, one of my best coaches again of, of all time I had was one of my high school football coaches. And, you know, he had this saying and he was just like, what is your, what is your legacy? And that's something that never left me. It was, it was yeah. what do people remember about you when you're gone and not yeah. necessarily gone off the planet, but when you step into a different profession or you leave your town, you move out of your hometown or you do something else and you leave your physical body leaves, but your legacy stays and how people speak about you stays. And that's what they remember you about. They don't remember all these other, they remember your legacy. And, you know, to focus on that, to focus on what will people remember and talk about you when you're not there. And if that's a positive, powerful thing, a, a potent force, if that legacy is, you're doing something, you're doing something correct. And, and what I want my legacy to be is to, again, be this dent. I want to be this dent in, in this profession. I want to be this dent in people's lives that, that or, like shakes them towards that highest self that we talked about that gets them to see Everest and see in themselves and, and feel their breath and walk toward that and say, I got this. I'm going to continue on. This is where I, I know I have to go. This is going to be scary as hell. It's going to be, it's going to be the most difficult thing I've ever done. And there's no guarantee I'm ever even going to get to the top, but I'm still going to go in that direction. And it's required me to have an open mind. It's going to require me to keep following my heart. It's going to require me to be freaking brave as all hell. But I'm going to continue to trust that. I'm going to continue to orient that in, in that direction, and I'm continued to, uh, if you if you want to call this like self actualize, because there's something deep down in your body that knows, and it's going to continue to nudge you if you don't orient toward that. If you're if you're headed in the wrong direction, it's going to keep nudging you. It's going to be this like voice in your head, however you want to call it. It's like, nope, you're still unhappy. Nope, you're still unfulfilled. Nope, there's another way. Nope, this is not the right person. Nope, this is not the right job. Nope, this is not the right situation for you. You're Come different. On. And orient towards that. Um, so to, to feel that, listen to that voice, um, and for people to connect to that side of themselves and continue on that journey, uh, that's the, the legacy and the dent that I want to leave. Matt, that is, that is so good. And uh, that epit epitomizes everything in between. It's the dash. Linda Ellis wrote a poem um, called the dash and it said, said it, um, it essentially in the same language, but just again, a different narrative type typically, but speaking about like the dash that is in between the, the two dates on the tombstone. And we say it this way here at everything in between, but there's a date that you're born and the day that you die in between those two dates, there's a dash. That dash represents everything you live for. That dash represents everything in between. And you know, the real, like the narrative behind that is like, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want people to say about you when you pass on from this life? And for you to speak that narrative here, um, it just epitomizes everything that we believe and our convictions and who it is that we are as an organization. So that's, that's, that's beautiful, incredible. I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. It says memento mori. It means remember that you will die. Come on. And it's, that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's yeah. exactly that. It frames it that there is an endpoint, and what happens in between, that's the magical place that you got to start focusing on. So good, man. Well, Hey, um, thank you so much, man, for being on the show here today. Um, any final words for the people? Keep on keeping on, keep opening your mind, keep listening to people who are speaking something that moves you. If, if you hear something, if it's spoken in a phrase and it, it, it sparks you up that those are the people that you want to start listening to. Not the yeah. people that are uh, 
you know, getting you all riled up and emotionally irregulated and, and pissing you off and all these things. There, there's so many people out here, you included, Mike, that are speaking in powerful words, that are, that are speaking empathic uh, forces that are helping people. Start tuning into that because you are always a product of what you put into your mind, into your body, into your soul, into your spirit, uh, and even the environment that, you, that you're existing in. Uh, so to focus on what, you, what you're putting in, uh, that'll determine what you put out. Man, that's so good. Thank you again, Matt. We appreciate you being on the show, my brother. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Everything In Between. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, your body is a temple. Train it.